0: Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, a mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free lifestyle and recovery coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. Welcome back to the Shine Within Podcast. You are listening to your host, Gina Canadian, and today I am going to be going over alcohol triggers, relapse causes, and how to avoid them. So very few people are successful in quitting drinking alcohol. And never relapsing I wish I was one of them because let me tell you I relapsed many many times and you think I'd get it right the first or second time no it took me several times and what people don't understand is that quitting drinking is a lot harder than just not having a drink how many times do you remember telling yourself man I am never going to drink again, waking up like with headache and anxiety and nausea, sweats, shakes, whatever. How many times? But then to only come to find out within an hour, maybe, maybe a day, who knows, to only find yourself with another drink in your hand. Is that you? That was me. So why is this? Let me give you some statistics here. While the drive to quit, was always there, something quote unquote triggered that urge to drink again. Statistics shows that over 30% of people who attempt to stop drinking relapse in their first year of sobriety. So a longer an alcoholic stays sober, the better chances are for the long term sobriety. Let me go ahead and explain what a trigger is. In sobriety terms, it is something that puts the urge to drink in our heads. And there are two different types of triggers, one being external triggers and the other being internal triggers. Let's talk a little bit about the external triggers. Now, these are the people, places, things, and situations that put that urge in our minds to drink. So for example, people, let's just say your best friend loves to drink alcohol after work, that is a trigger. they may invite you and be like hey let's go out after work and drink places this is an example of going to different types of restaurants concerts any place where they serve alcohol which is pretty much everywhere here in the world and things anything that represents alcohol it could even be like a billboard with some glamorous woman drinking her beautiful martini with the nice feather boa. <laughs> and situations. This can also be at like parties. Um, someone just randomly asking you, hey, why don't you have a drink in your hand when everyone else is drinking? I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> Tell them mind their own business. <laughs> and then I want to talk about the internal triggers. So these are the feelings, thoughts, and emotions. Things that make us want to drink and we start using this as, or I should say, start using alcohol as medicine. I know whenever I had a bout of anxiety, a glass of wine always seemed to call me. Or if I had some un- unwanting thoughts in my head that just occurred and I was thinking negatively about myself, a shot of vodka would take that away. And certain emotions that I'm going through, say I had a fight with a best friend. Oh, I can easily heal that with with a nice Patron shot with orange juice. Okay, so anyway, those were the drinks that I always drink. if you didn't know. (laughs) But we have to be mindful of why are we using these triggers as an excuse to drink or vice versa. About it. Next, I want to go ahead and give you the common relapse triggers and how you can avoid them. There's seven. So, number one, withdrawal symptoms. Now, withdrawing from alcohol, as anyone knows, is just horrible. Even on the best days, you feel like you're still dying, seriously, with, like I mentioned before, shakes and nausea, headache, and you just do not feel yourself. You experience all these horrible symptoms. And you know all those symptoms do go away, like I was mentioning before, if you drink. But if you did that, then you are back to square one. So this is how to avoid that. I would recommend try detoxing under the supervision of a medical professional. They can provide medication that will help subside all those horrible withdrawal symptoms so that way you're not suffering so much. And that was me, my final straw was when I was hospitalized. I was fortunate enough to not only take care of my pancreas problem, but to detox from the alcohol that was in my system. And it takes definitely a lot longer than just you know a weekend in the hospital, but that initial detoxification really made an impact and I felt so much better and felt like I could start brand new. Number two, emotional tension. If you drink alcohol to suppress a certain emotion, like I was mentioning before, then definitely take a look at this one. It doesn't even have to be emotional stress from a loved one dying. It can literally be someone just flaking out on you or rubbing you the wrong way. How to avoid this is, well, we all know that emotions are tough, right? We we get it, I get it. But we have no control when loved ones pass away and we shouldn't be all wrapped up in our heads feeling sorry for ourselves when things don't go accordingly as planned. Try surrounding yourself with people who align to who you want to become. These can be loyal, sober friends, mentors, or even supportive family members. They are much easier to lean on difficult times than alcohol is, and that's for sure. Number three is pressure from people. Peer pressure doesn't just happen at school, it happens everywhere you go. Even strangers can pressure you into drinking. Like I mentioned earlier, like at a party where everyone is drinking and then some random person sees you without a drink and tries to convince you to drink with them. No, 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 no. (laughs) How to avoid that? Well, if your friends are pressuring you into drinking, then you really need to have a conversation with them and ask for their support. And if they cannot support you, then maybe you are better off without them in your life. Also, try practicing discipline and learn how to say no. Number four, when you get paid. (laughs) When you have extra money, what do you typically do with it? We like to celebrate when we get paid, right? We'll go shopping, we'll go places, we'll go wherever. But guess what's at those places that we tend to go to when we're celebrating? Alcohol, ding, 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 yes. This is a way that you can avoid this and this is a little trick. What you can do with any extra money that comes your way is to immediately put it into a savings account that actually takes two or more days to transfer into your regular checking account. But just make sure you have enough money for your essentials like gas, food bills, toilet paper, Beauty products, (laughs) feminine products. (laughs) But make sure you have enough money for yourself. And you will be surprised how much money you are saving by not wasting it on alcohol. You'd be surprised. Number five, this is this is the one that was mean. You wind up testing yourself. A lot of relapse happen because people want to quote test their strength, unquote and prove that they have overcome alcohol. So like I said this used to be me, this plan definitely does fail. Uh <laughs> Let me tell you, I used to test myself all the time. Oh, I can stop. Oh, I can stop. Oh, I can stop. No, I couldn't stop because I was just repeating my same behavior over and over again. So this plan often fails because they have not yet mastered self-control. Which all stems from the mindset. How to avoid this? Well, do not attempt. I quote in all capital letters, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation! Remember why you quit drinking in the first place. And if you have already relapsed once, twice, three times, or or more, ask yourself how that worked out for you. <laughs> why would you want to go backwards anyway? The goal is to move forward not back like that meme don't look back that way you're not going there (laughs) look forward number six the or your habitual drinking time so you know everyone has a specific time when they drink for me it was all day no joke it was from the morning i woke up to right before i thought i was sleeping for others it may be wine after work or while you're cooking dinner. When you get into this habit of drinking at a certain time or during certain activities, that alone can stir up triggers. Now, this is how you avoid that. Try replacing the old drinking habit with a healthier one that actually serves you. So for example, instead of drinking after work, replace that habit with exercising instead. And if you're used to drinking alcohol while you're cooking, either don't cook, or just order takeout, or create a healthier alternative beverage like a smoothie, or you can even create a mocktail. Mocktails are just these nice drinks that they normally make with alcohol, but it's without alcohol, like pina coladas, you can go ahead and make like like a Shirley Temple with no alcohol. I think Shirley Temple is no alcohol. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess I already, always had mine with alcohol. But you can make some mocktails and see how that works out. So I hope those seven actually help you. I wanted to go ahead and attach a PDF to the show notes. And this is for you to go ahead and keep. And it's just a managing relapse trigger worksheet that you can go ahead and write down your triggers and the coping strategies. So let me just briefly go over this, this uh, worksheet here. So trigger, like I was mentioning before triggers are external or internal cues that induce cravings and may lead to relapse. In early recovery it is important to recognize what triggers what triggers you. Everyone's triggers are different. One person may be triggered by driving through a certain part of town while another is triggered by hearing pills rattling around in a bottle. Someone else may be triggered by the smell of beer. So it just depends. So here is a list of uh, different types of Things that trigger you like bars, parties, problems, sleeping, holidays, cash, loneliness. So you're able to go ahead and check what actually triggers you. And then next, you can go ahead and write what are some strategies for avoiding those triggers. So, for example, avoid restaurants that serve alcohol, have a loved one pick up your medication from the pharmacy and then write down one strategy for each avoidable trigger from above. And then next, for the triggers you can't avoid or predict, which is like, for example, running into an old using friend, arguing with your spouse, being reprimanded by your boss. What are some strategies for successful coping? Examples of that could be plan out what you'll say ahead of time in case you do run into a buddy. Practice self-care. Call call a friend when you're feeling anxious or someone that you trust. And then who you who can you rely on when you're feeling triggered or experiencing cravings? Write down names and numbers of people who can call who you can call. These are people you can trust and that won't judge you lastly commit to a daily self-care by attending to your most basic need on a regular basis you are better equipped to manage triggers and cope with cravings so daily self-care includes like nutritious meals and sufficient water intake exercise uh, adequate rest and attending to any type of illness that you're noticing in your body and there's also a list of different things you can do for self-care And this worksheet is definitely going to be useful for you. So I will put that in the show notes because I always love to give action work (laughs) to all of my clients. Because when you don't do the action, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to be like in your head and that's it. We need to go into action. That's what most successful people, this is how successful people become successful they get into action. (laughs) So if you have any questions, please go ahead and just message me, reach out to me. I'll leave my links in the show notes as well. Until then, have a blessed and beautiful day. If you're loving what you're hearing, go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. And if you're aligned to leave a five-star review, thank you.